Smith, and this is what defines us. Okay, alright. Hey guys, take three. God, this is terrible. You would think you'd think I'd be more comfortable doing this by now, but uh I'm not. Alright, well any anywho, welcome back. This is what defines us. I'm your um I am your uh don't have any words coming to mind. I'm your host, Dylan Jezebel Smith. <laughs> the first letter's right, but whatever. Um uh and yes, welcome back. Thank you for listening. Whatever. Big episode today, guys. Big milestone, number 10. I mean, I'm in the double digits now, so move over Joseph Rogan, move over uh, any Barstool podcast, just move over everybody, because here I come. I'm coming to take the throne, guys. Um, yeah, I hope you're, I hope wherever, uh, wherever you're listening, I hope you're, hope you're good, I hope you're cozy, unless you're in the Southern Hemisphere, then, um, wear suntan lotion i guess uh what was i gonna say um yeah where where i am just got we just got blanketed with a whole bunch of god's dandruff um which is fine i for the i've only lived on the east coast for uh six years and at first Oh, this is a honeymoon phase. I didn't care about it. I didn't care how much snow we got. I wanted us to be constantly blanketed in snow. Uh, but now, fuck it. Fuck the snow. I hate it. I can't stand it. And now I have fully transitioned into a pessimistic East Coaster. Um, but it's nice. It is pretty. Like when it's like after the storm and everything, you know, kind of gets like plowed. Cloud and uh you know it's people have shoveled or whatever looks nice it really does look nice um but during ugh, god unless like unless you got nothing better to do then it's fine like like if you can just if you live in an apartment building and you know you don't have to like whatever you don't have to like dig your dig your car out of the snow or like dig a driveway or, or anything it's fine but I'm not one of those people. Um, okay, so I was really, I was kind of a little torn about uh, what I should do, what what topic I should cover on this momenta, momentous, monumental occasion. Um, and... I some I feel I always feel like if I should just trust my gut on this stuff. So as you can tell by the by the episode title today, um, it's about art, and I have I do have a good a good bit of stuff I want to say about it because, um, I okay it's I'm not gonna be selfish and just be like I like art and anybody else who likes art doesn't really like art as much as I like art because it's not that's not true but i will say um art does lend itself to the overthinker i mean if you're if you're somebody who lives inside your own head a lot 
art is like the per- it's the perfect thing. I'm actually surprised that more people don't like it just for the simple fact of like it's very opinion based and like at like almost any any opinion about art can just sort of be like reduced to well that's just my opinion you, you know what i mean like you you don't have to like it's not like it's nothing that is concrete it's nothing that is is like and i'll i'm going to touch upon this uh in a little bit but it's not obje- it's really not objective i mean some of it okay some of it is i think see i've already i'm already backtracking some of it is like when you see a good painting I mean, separate from how you feel about it, I, it's good. Like, it, it, it's good stuff. Like, I can't, you know, I mean, I'm not going to use the hacky, like, millennial, like, oh, that's a, like a Bob Ross thing. Uh, no no disrespect to, to BR. Um, bless his soul. Wonderful human being. Uh, now I'm just starting to talk in Trump snippets. Very good. Uh, it, it, very good, so good. He was, he was among the goodest. He was, he was such a good. He was a goody good, 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 good. Um, no, no, no disrespect to to Robert Ross, but um, you know, like I think that's that's that seems to be like the the like. It's like when people say like the Michael Jordan of fill in the blank. It's now it's just like man. That's so good. It looks like a Bob Ross, even though I mean, come on, he, he like every artist, we all have our we all have our strengths and weaknesses. He Bob Ross was not painting the fucking Vatican, you know. What I'm or he was not painting the Sistine Chapel. Let's just, you know, there are people who are better than him. Um, but yeah, okay, I I I should probably jump into this because. Uh, I don't know how to segue. I've yet, I've yet to figure out the art of the segue. Uh, actually, first let me take a sip of coffee here. Uh, in my nice drummer mug, for my wonderful girlfriend. Shout out, shout outs go to you, baby, baby. Okay. Um, so I think so. What's kind of started this for me to cover this stuff is. Um, a few months ago, I stumbled across, uh, the day the clown cried and, um, I will read the always reliable, um, not the synopsis, but the, uh, just like the brief overview of, of what this is, uh, it is. So the day the clown cried is an unfinished 1972 Swedish-French drama film directed by and starring good old Jerry Lewis. Uh, It is based on an original screenplay by uh, Joan O'Brien and Charles Denton from a story idea by Joan O'Brien with additional material from Jerry Lewis. Uh, The film was met with controversy regarding its premise and content, which features a clown, a circus clown, who is imprisoned in a Nazi concentration camp. Uh, Jerry Lewis repeatedly insisted that it would never be released, but later donated uh, an incomplete copy, which is probably the just the negatives, uh, to the Library of Congress in 2015, under the stipulation that it not be screened before June 2024. That, I have no idea why. Um, excuse me. 
um, according to his to Lewis's son, there is no complete negative of the film, and outstanding copyright issues have prevented its release. So I'm not. I don't remember how I stumbled upon this. I kind of. I do fall down the the Wikipedia rabbit hole pretty often. Um. I just like. I mean, there's just so much fascinating shit out there that like. If you if you took a couple of minutes just to be curious to just sort of like, um, to indulge yourself a little bit, you can find some weird shit. And the day the clown cried is pretty fucking weird. Just off of that, I mean, it's not like Lynchian weird, but it is a it even I mean even for like night the early seventies I don't know like feel like they were just sort of letting shit fly like you're I mean we're about to f- fully swing into the golden age of cinema I mean I, I mean this the 70s is filled with like a, a, I mean I I'm not going to even belabor the point of trying to be like yeah this movie and that movie and like have you seen that movie like the 70s is a fucking golden age for movies and like so you would think so you would kind of to me I, I kind of felt like something like this could have easily come out around then it would have been controversial i mean no doubt about that but it's um okay so i think the reason why i this is this is the linchpin of of me talking about art in general is because i kept it's just like i keep thinking about it i keep thinking about I keep fast forwarding to June of 2024 when we can all just sort of like watch this movie. I, I, I mean, I do get like I do get why it hasn't come out. Like, it's just if you're gonna do a Holocaust film, it's got to be super sad, you know. It's got to be, it, it's got to be uh, Schindler's List you know, a diary of Anne Frank kind of sad. You just can't make, you just can't be like, you know, there are so many, you know, there are a bunch of buddy cop movies and a bunch of role reversal comedies and like, you know, a bunch of like subverting expectation sort of comedy, you know, like a lot of like really like flash in the pan type of comedy stuff. You know, you know what we should we should make funny? It's the fucking Holocaust, dude. Like that is comedy gold. It's not. It can, well, it can be, but it's not a gold mine. This this isn't 1848 and you know, and the Holocaust being a treasure trove of 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 like content gold. But so I, I I do under I do understand a hundred percent why something like this why Jerry Lewis would be like I don't I want to be super dead before this film ever comes out um but but on on the flip side I I would I mean I'm I'm watching this movie I'm for sure watching this movie because to me I'm only thinking about what it could be. And on, and on top of that, I'm also thinking of like, well, you know, reading, just reading the plot synopsis, it's, I don't know about you, please l- look up this movie, read about what it, 
is supposed to be about. Come back to me. Emails, please. Um, I mean, it could be a good movie. I think it could be a pretty fucking good movie. I don't know. Like, I've never seen it. And when I do, it's probably not going to live up to any expectation that I have. But it could be a good movie. You know, it's just like it's one of those things where, like, in art, there are a lot of big swings taken in art. There are there there are a lot of um, if you because if you want to stand out if you if you want your work to be in in the uh, the social stratosphere you have to do something you have to do something that like at the very least makes people just sort of like pay attention to it whether they like it or not is obviously another discussion but they just have you just need to get their attention right and a clown in the holocaust that's i mean it is that's gonna it's gonna hook some people man i mean i just i think that with this movie from what i'm i'm only creating in my head i think this movie could be one of those things where it's like yeah it's absurd and and if you if you want to dismiss it outright, it's probably pretty easy to do so because all you have to do is just be like, yeah, it's a, the, what are they doing making fun of the Holocaust? How dare they? You know, it's just like I get it, I get that. But also, it could be really heartwarming. I don't know because he's a clown, right? And you think of you think of the you think of the um, the archetypal clown of a big red noise nose that makes the honk honk sound and uh uh makeup and um you know just like being nimble to fit inside a a, a, a 1967 volkswagen bug you know like at, a lot of it is on its face is is incredibly i mean if if i were of jewish descent background whatever i would be pretty fucking pissed i'd be like i mean i'd be i mean i'd already be like you know like all right whatever i get that there's this whole like there's like this whole holocaust genre that like makes you know that like every time there's a holocaust movie it's bound to be at least oscar disgust you know like it's 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 gonna be like in the running for something because like there's a lot of guilt and people are just sort of like well we can't i feel like we can't say this holocaust movie is bad because like the holocaust was bad and if we say that this holocaust movie is bad does that mean we're anti-semitic somehow like i don't know i don't know but uh, but all i'm saying all i'm saying is that like you take a movie you take a movie with an absurd premise, like a clown in, in a in a concentration camp, and then you sort of pepper in like emotional garnishes of like you know maybe there's a scene of him, you know, uh, chatting it up with um, all these adorable little uh, little Jew boys and and Jewettes and you know they're you know they're just sort of like super bummed out this is already so terrible they're super bummed out about 
their predicament as anybody would be and then you just have this fucking guy who's just like hey guys you want to see a, you want to see something funny hong kong and they're just sort of like leave us alone and then more scenes more scenes maybe he trips on a banana or like steps on a rake it hits him in the face and then by like the fourth time is when these kids really start to come around to him and then you know like like all of act two is basically just like the kids have put down their guard they're like really big fans of this guy now like he's like he's a big hot shot in the camp the the, the clown and he's really ma- like he's he'll even get a chuckle for some of the nazi guards you know and they're just sort of like i we would have no wait hold on that was british hold on let me autobahn that's not it either dude i'm not a i would love to be but i'm not an accent guy okay anyway you get the point oh also sorry to the german listeners anyway so yeah i mean you know and act two so act two is is just them coming around they're all buddy buddy and like you know you're really at that point in the movie maybe you're you know say it's an hour and a half so at this time you're about 45 50 minutes in and you're kind of feeling good you're kind of feeling like oh well i mean i know the historical arena that this is set in like i know the architecture of what is and what happened and i don't know if this will end well but it seems to be going pretty good and then act three comes around where the where you know um you know where you kind of now you're like oh here are the cattle cars like oh no there's a lot of talk about gas chambers and um yeah this is this is not good so you're starting to get that uneasiness but the character the clown character still in in character is still like no i can make this all right you know like i can um i guess i can i can still bring a glimmer of of hope to these children who have ostensibly no hope i mean that's a that's a real tall order to be you know, to be a clown, like, and your, your whole job, I mean, we, there's, there has never been an instance where a clown, oh, well, other than, I guess, John Wayne Gacy, whatever, there's, there's really never been much, uh, like, emotional, I don't know how to put it, like, you, like, it's just, you go in, and you do some pratfalls, and you call it a day, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there has never been a clown in that situation. So, which is why, which is why this idea is is so captivating. I, I would, I mean, I would really love to see this because it's because at the end of at the, pretty much at the end of Act Three, and this guy is like, you know, you know, he see, he he sees all these children all these people being lined up and and being ushered to their deaths and he's still like you know he's still like wait 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 like i can you know like i can um i can i can be the guy like i can i can i can make them forget for a moment so that when the inevitability comes around at least they can at least there'll be a sm- at least there'll be a little bit of something there um but there isn't. I whatever. Okay. I mean, so yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing. I mean, um, I and I, and again, I, 
this stuff I think is is it, it cannot be separated from the um like the like again what I mentioned at the top of this where it's like you have subjective objective feelings with art I mean um I again I, it seems pretty to me a lot of art seems clear cut but but then again like because it's art and I don't know I don't know what any of your um any of your your background is with it or like how much like like even if you understand that there is so many subgenres of art like we all have stuff that we like whatever that's like that is painting the kettle black but what i think becomes what i think becomes a hard discussion is that you know um however you feel about something however you personally feel about something there is also the discussion of like do you does at the end of the day does art serve some is it supposed to serve a purpose or is it or is it just like another um or is it just sort of like another machination of of man's will and want to express themselves out of like out of like some sort of existential crises that like sort of besets on all of us that I don't know I mean there is a lot of there is a lot of great art that is heavily religious you know again like with Michelangelo like he's one of the greatest painters of all I mean he is he is prolific but obviously a lot of what he was drawing was was rooted in religion he just wasn't he just wasn't like oh i'm just going to go paint a bowl of fruit he want he it was like he has all these images in his head and the only way that he can feel some sort of uh satisfaction is to paint a whole building of just angels and biblical figures and god and jesus and like the kingdom of heaven or whatever but then but then you also get the art um that I can only that I can only describe as like horny dude art like it's like it's a lot of painting of like naked women um so, like I did come across this one uh let me see if I can find it I did come across it okay there it is so there is this one painting that is okay it's a it's just it's so it's just like a just the image of a an upshot of a woman's hairy vag and a little bit of tit hanging out and it's called origin of the world now gustav corbett um whatever that not whatever it is name but i'm just not going to try to uh, butcher his name anymore so gustav this is i mean you're not looking i mean please look at it i mean it's it's th this is where it gets v really murky right it's just like it's not th and this was also painted in 1866 i mean boy it's not like it's not the renaissance era i mean this is this is just at the infancy of of the industrial revolution 
But this is where things get really, really convoluted because you could, I mean, you can make, I think you can make an argument for either, right? You can make an argument that this is just pure garbage. Like you're just, he's a horny dude. He wanted an excuse to look at some, at a naked woman. And he was like, I mean, it's a really good painting. I'm not going to not say that. It's a really good painting. But... At, but but I but if you're calling it origin of the world, that's a good that's a good art like a good artsy um like that's a good artsy reason to paint a naked woman you know like it's it it from what I from what I project onto this right it's just right like we're all born out of a, a vagina and that is that is how life exists and persists and carries on and all that jazz yeah yeah i could see that but again you're still just a dude painting a naked woman so i but whatever again i there that is so it's so it's so it's so like not open and shut um uh, what was another thing here Oh, this is also pretty terrible. I mean, not terrible, but it's also like I I guess if you're if you're really trying to think about it, you could you could stretch this one out. Um, so this one is called The Guitar Lesson, and this guy's name is Balthus. He's one of those uh one named like Madonna, Prince, Balthus, you know. This came out in 1934. It is a it is a so she is a young girl. I mean, she is a young girl. And there's this woman. And, like, the child is, like, kind of, like, slumped over the lady's legs. Like, kind of splayed. She's wearing a dress. She's not... No panties. There's a gu- there is a guitar in the painting. But it's not really the vocal point of the, of the painting. And this girl is, like... she As she's, like, leaning... Oh, backwards over this lady's knee, whatever. She's also like kind of pinching the woman's nipple, I think. And then the woman is like has one hand with like hair, like holding her the hair on her head. And then the other free hand is just sort of like really close to the girl's uh, hoo hoo area. And ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I guess it's I guess it's supposed to be it's supposed to be exhibiting maybe this theme of, of pedophilia in terms of like uh like the student master dynamic but I uh, I I don't know cuz and this is this okay this is also another thing where when you have these high culture um sophisticated high art people I don't know sometimes I I'm not convinced if they're actually like if they're just not pulling a lot of the shit out of their ass when it comes to like dissecting the art um because I have heard some schools of thought when it comes to like interpreting a piece of art where it's like like of course you want of course you want to you want to have the artist's intent that that I believe 100% that is always something that you have to factor into your interpretation of of art of somebody's piece of art 
But again, at another, like also at another thing, like I don't, like I, I, I wonder, I just wonder what it is about artists where like, like most, most themes in art really just boil down to like the human, I guess, whatever, like, um, and, and, and not even, not even as like, not even as, as like, um, what's the word I want to use? It's, it's not, it's not even like it's, um, I don't know what, what, what I'm trying to get at here, but it, it, it just, it's interesting. I get it. I get it. There's every, everybody, we are all born and we all, we all have to struggle with just the, um, the overwhelming nature of living. That is something we all have to deal with. I, I completely, you know, I get that. And, and one of the things of living is sex. It's the, or the human body and all, and, you know, um, but, I don't know. I've, I I got to move on because this is just I'm just staring now. I'm just staring at vaginas and you know, whatever. Um, uh, what was I saying here? Um, but okay, all right. Actually, we'll do. I'll do one more. Then I'll just fucking move on. Um, ah, this one's this one's my <laughs> this one's my favorite. Not because not because um, I like it, but it's my favorite. Okay. Um, so this one is called New Portraits, and it's the laziest of the, the bunch. It's just some installation of, like, these big, like, um, somebody, like, uh, um, like, printed out these huge stills of people's Instagram feeds, right? And I don't know if these Instagram pictures are at random or if they were sort of just like, I think they're all from the same user. So either the, either the Instagram user is like, this is like, they just, whatever, they take like Polaroids of things and just like, they're just like, yeah, like we're just, you know, we're just trying to be like off the cuff and, you know, like, um, we're just you know we're just doing this because like it's just like a reflection of like the 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 solipsism and neuroses of like modern living you know like I don't know if it's that I really have no idea if it's that um you would have to ask Richard Prince that's the guy's name oh hold on let me read let me let me read this little paragraph about this guy it says uh Richard Prince the King of Appropriation created an, an exhibition in 2014 displaying re-photographed photographs that he had screenshot off of people. Oh, so it's so he's just, okay, yep, he's stealing. Uh, this spurred a heated debate whether this was an act of genius, controversial art, or vulgar, vulgar appropriation. The debate was fueled even more when his pieces started selling for 100 grand. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Uh, one of the women in the photographs, Missy Suicide. Oh, she's probably one of those uh, suicide girls. Okay, uh, fought back by selling prints of the f- selling prints of the photograph via Instagram at ninety bucks a pop. She stated that ninety nine point nine percent price drop from uh, from Prince's price was a bargain. Oh, still paying ninety bucks for for your stupid face it, on a shirt is not. 
I don't want that either. Um, okay. I mean, it's in, it's interesting, right? I mean, I mean, not 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 as interesting as some guy in the 1600s painting a naked woman, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, you know, I I don't find anything redeeming about this Richard Prince guy because of how lazy it is. Like, again, like that's that thing I struggle with with art in like trying to parse out the validity of the art because all this guy probably is saying is just like well you know it's just like it's all like at the end of the day it's all just like free and like do you own your face or do you like own your instagram account or like do you own your email you know like a lot like there is a lot of rhetorical circular questioning and i I'm sure if you want to, you could probably find some merit in that, like that those justifications. But at the same time, if somebody's getting fucking filthy, stupid rich off of my face and people not knowing, and, and especially me not knowing, I'd be a little pissed about that too. You know, sort of like the whole uh, Ed TV like um Truman show kind of kind of debate not debate uh um just sort of like that sort of like you know like well, well the ultimate art is like the art that like is like nobody knows about you know it's like okay dude whatever um i i mean this is this is the part this is the part of of this topic that i can't fully wrap my head around um because even though i may not be like even though i if, if even if i had the financial means i probably wouldn't buy um like a like some overly overly religious like um i don't know whatever like a fucking 100 by 120 of like madonna on the rocks or um again i just can't get the <laughs> just can't stop thinking or just like a naked woman like very splayed like paint me like one of your french girls or whatever like that stuff to me and i know that this i mean it's only my opinion so i'm so i hope it doesn't come across as just sort of like me being like well my opinion matters the most so listen to what i'm saying but i will say that modernity has kind of like to some small extent ruined art that is just my subjective take i think i think that especially when it comes to photography that is the one that's the one part of art that i still can't really like wholly get around on because unless you are unless you are building your own cameras I mean, it's it's interesting that people know about lenses and like you know aperture, whatever. All these these just fucking photography terms. Like at the like at the end of the day, like the the the, the like the entire the act of taking a picture is phony baloney. You know, I mean, you've heard this a million different ways said by a million different people. Like you know, just just the, the just the fact that like social media in general and 
Instagram, specifically our 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 uh, hotbeds for neurotic uh, mouth breathers, like you know, just people who don't like. Every year that goes by is another year that are in our culture in Western culture. We are just like so fascinated with like just the look of things the aesthetic of things like not no merit there isn't we we can for we can forever throw away meritocracy it's just never gonna happen it's you will you know it is more about how you look how you're portrayed of like how you're looked or how you look how you're looked at I mean it's I don't I don't want to fall into the the clichés of 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 um ramming against the insincerity of social media but it's just like it's so it's frustrating for someone like myself and I and if you're listening to this also maybe you as well it's just frustrating that it, it almost seems like the general public sort of oscillates between, you know, respect me as me, but also at the same time, would it kill you to look at me? If that makes any sense, like, like we, like we want, like we, it seems like a lot of us yearn for being respected for something we do. Whatever that is, whether you're a fucking uh, neck-bearded Twitch guy who only plays fucking Dark Souls, or you're like, actually, Twitch might be a good, or if you're like, or if you're like some half-naked Twitch gamer girl who like keeps like everybody knows that you're not you're not playing a video game or you're not on Twitch because like you're just like man I I want like I love gaming and like gaming is my life and like you know I blah 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 and like I just want to share it with people if you did you wouldn't be half ass naked you, you know what I'm saying like it's smart I wish I could do it like I wish I could be half naked and make the money they're making because let's be honest I mean it is it's uh, I don't okay I'm as my girlfriend says this is probably gonna get me canceled um but it's uh, but but it's like the dilemma I have with um and this is complete I don't know if this is off completely off topic but this is a definitely a tangent it's like it's like strip clubs I mean it's I've never felt comfortable in a strip club. The the few times I've gone to a strip club with friends, it's weird. It's so weird. There was one time I went to one. Oh, I was fucked up. I I don't I it was one of those times where I was like so drunk. I just vomited my entire day's worth of food in this stall and then just immediately booked it. I was like, I'm done. And then I left. I feel bad for the guy who's like, "What the f- What the hell is this?" God, I still see whole food in here. Um, but it feels like it kind of feels like a virtual strip club of like, you, you know, you're you just sort of you're not you're not real. Like, I get it. it. You're not you're it's like when people go to a fucking strip club to eat. You're not really going because the food's good. You're going because you get to see some titties while you eat a steak. 
which is nice, which is cool. But like, don't lie. Don't fucking be dishonest with yourself and be like, I, you know, I really, I just really, it's just like mm, chef's kiss. It's a, it's a nice marble on the steak. And you know, they're the, the, they do, they give it with, they serve it with like a potato au gratin and, you know, and then they, then, then they sort of do this nice thing with the veggies where they, you know, they sear it or something. You're no man. You just want to stare at some fucking fake titties and have a meal. That's fine. But don't, don't trick you don't fucking lie to yourself like and i i and i kind of just feel like that that thing is like this is like the same thing with with social media and instagram at large like you know like it is it's not we're not we don't like you because we know you we like you because you're you're pretty or yeah like you're pretty like that's it like at the very at the very least places like twitter it's like okay if you're funny you're good you're good to go like but on instagram it's just like you can't like it is it's i again like to that to this point of like being a woman like dude being a woman is fucking hard i i i don't want to give birth i don't want to bleed out of my vagina i don't uh, i don't want to have dudes staring at me from like age who know? I mean, what's? I mean, if you are unfortunate enough to be a beautiful girl, you are being ogled and uh, goggled and like all the ogles. You're you are being subjected to to the worst by men. I mean, and probably some part women too, right? Like you know, I, I you know, uh, I have heard from a number of girlfriends in both senses of that word right where it's just you know it's like you know a woman to another woman is like it's like that's like the harshest critic you can get right it's just like you know just all the backhanded shit and like i i just don't you know i just i couldn't i glad i'm a dude (laughs) i am glad i am a dude um you know like and so and so like if you are a woman and again if you are a pretty woman you you are being you know you always hear the dads of pretty women you know okay the classic example of like the trump being like you know if ivanka wasn't my daughter i'd totally fuck her you know like <laughs> like that garbage um it, i i i count my blessings that i'm not a woman which is a terrible thing to say because any woman listening or whatever is just cool thanks dude like thank you thanks for that but what I but what I mean is like it's you know like like yeah like yeah I I like I I know you want to be uh you want to be lauded for your 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 appearance your beauty you know and I and that's cool and fine and stuff but like that shit fades and like how many like how many 45 year old women have we all seen that are just still at the bars still dolling themselves up every day to to just sort of like recapture the the looks you know i it's just very it just feels very sad it just feels like i just want to shake every single big booty model on instagram and just go like you might kill yourself after this. <laughs> like you like you might you might find that like 
I, you know what I mean? Like, you, because, like, uh, again, another, another cliched, another cliched thing about Instagram and, and, the, the, um, the, the transparency of, like, we know you're not happy. Like, stop. I want to just shake everybody. How about that? I'm going to put it out on a macro scale. I want to shake everybody on Instagram and tell them, nobody cares. We're all mindlessly double-tapping your photo because we're hoping that you'll double-tap my photo. And then, more specifically, when you're a big booty girl on Instagram, it's like, you're you're I'm happy for you. You're making fucking bank. But what happens when you're 29? Nobody gives a fuck about you. Like what happens when the newer 19 year old with a good body comes along and then and then you're now feeling the pressure of like, oh, fuck, like this is what this is the look people like. Like now I got to now I got to reassess how I approach Instagram or whatever, you know, like I um, I don't know why I'm still talking about this. I it's it does it's just um sad. I keep all caps sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. Uh yeah, I so I don't know how I got here to this point or what this is even meaning right now. But um I oh, I guess I was talking whatever. I was I was doing the 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 ham the the you know the the cliched like social media takes of like it's ruining stuff i just i mean i agree which is why i'm saying it but also there is there is another added thing that i keep worrying about where it's like we're just gonna have i don't know if we're gonna i don't you know speaking of epidemics like i don't know if we are on the cusp of um like this this like we're gonna get bombarded with like more and more social like uh, influencer people killing themselves or whatever like I I don't I don't know if that is something that is coming around the bend because to me it kind of feels that way because I just it feels like our generation when I say our I'm 28 so oh excuse me if anybody is a millennial or younger I feel I, I feel for you man because because you're because it just seems like I mean people are always unhappy but now we get to we now we get to participate in active like in an active attempt of pushing out that feeling or at least pushing it down so that we so that it rears its head when we're 53 and we're at Denny's with our family that we hate and then we're just like fuck I should have been the one that had a million followers, you know, uh, but, but whatever. I, or I, I, I don't know. I don't know. There are, there are far greater things to worry about in this world. Um, uh, I don't know how to end this. I actually have no idea how to end this episode. Um, I hope I, you know, I, I hope that you're interested in some points. I, you know, I think, I think, you know, the main, the main thing about this episode was just sort of like, I th- well, what I think it is 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 that whatever you like, you like what you like. But I, but I think that you know. I, but I think that when it comes down to it, when it comes down to what we choose to 
identify with. I, I, I think that some of those things, I think that some of those things can be redeeming. I think that the way that we choose to express ourselves, some of it can be redeeming. Some of it can be for centuries and centuries and centuries and, and, and people, each new generation of person finds your art and, and it still resonates and it's, and it still has some meat on it. So you, you, so you feel like, okay, this is something that like I can, I can get behind and, and, and I know that this is something that, um, speaks to more than just my subjective personal experience but the objective experience of people as a whole like how we how we um you know taking taking the everyday mundanities of life and and the banalities of life and then sort of like just giving it another a different lens so you're just sort of like you know I've never thought of this ordinary normal thing this way um or you know there is the the opposite end of that where where art can be completely um self-flagellating and and it can be um it can be impulsive and it can be neurotic it can be solipsistic i know i've already used those words they're the only words i know um you know that that is the that is the that is the downside of art of like creating art is that you know it's like is it just an exercise in futility is it an exercise in um um like this onan this onanistic behavior of mine where i just want to lock myself in a room and and you know just keep talking to hear the sound of my own voices and one of those things you know, whatever. That's it is a it is a discussion for people at the Aspen Ideas Festival to <laughs> to far as over. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend checking out um the Aspen Ideas Festival with Jordan Peterson and I think it's Steven Pinker versus um sorry, I'm getting a fucking phone call. How dare you? Um, where, um, what was I saying? Okay, yeah, yeah, the Aspen. Yeah, it's, that's a good one. I don't know if I can find a way to, like, kind of think about a way to bring that in as an example of what I talk about next, but it's a good video. It's crazy, it's, because it's just crazy how, like, you know, when you have people who, like, who I think really understand their place in life and then they use that as and weaponize it and then kind of use it as an excuse to to sort of be like a little shitty and like but they're but they but they're but they delude themselves into thinking like that they're like the good guy that they're doing it for like a good reason and it's like no you're just you're calling me mean but you're also being mean how do you how is that whatever just check it out and i'm not talking about jp talking about the other dude who's i forget his fucking name i think it's something dyson anyway whatever um uh yeah i think that's it i think that's it listen guys i i appreciate i appreciate any amount of listening i um i'm always grateful to see somebody when i check my 
analytics when I check my stats I'm so I'm very I'm thankful that I have a girlfriend and a and a great friend that are consistent listeners I I I think anybody who randomly stumbles across this because they're just sort of like you know just sort of like over the top 50 podcasts that kind of just all vaguely feel similar um not ugh hey I gotta put it out there not that I'm like you know look at me man I'm just fucking I, I'm totally new I'm totally unique <laughs> it's not true um all right I I think that's it um uh I have nothing to plug because I'm not all that creative um yeah if you please I mean I I think I put the email and everything so if you do listen and just any feedback feedback is good or rate comment subscribe hit that like button no hit that subscribe button all right I'm done I gotta I gotta not I'm prolonging this longer than it should be thank you so much for listening um what else am I gonna say ah no I think that's it thank you so much for listening um I love you very much which I shouldn't say probably in that tone because it's very intimate but whatever I love you You're great, and I hope that you listen next time.